0: Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to The Backstory. Today is part three of the science behind six-pack abs. This is the last and final episode in this series. And just to recap what we talked about in the last two episodes, in part one, we talked about diet and the importance of healthy eating, focusing on whole foods and plant-based higher protein nutrition. In part two, I talked about exercise, specifically how high-intensity interval training is beneficial, not only to lose weight and improve your cardiovascular system, but one of the key benefits of high-intensity training is that it contributes to afterburn and oxygen debt, both which increase your metabolism and allow you to burn calories after you finish working out. And today we're gonna wrap it up in part three, talking about core strength. Now, this is a topic that comes up all the time in my clinic when I speak with patients on back pain and preventing spine injuries. And I remember in part one, I said that abs are made in the kitchen. And maybe I should qualify that a little bit more and say that abs are made in the gym, but revealed in the kitchen. And the reason I say that is because strengthening the muscles around your core is important not only in developing a six pack which is maybe the ultimate goal but there's many many benefits of engaging in core strengthening to accomplish a lot of activities in your everyday life you know whether it's pushing a grocery cart or putting on your shoes or lifting your kids or grandkids you know we use our core all the time it affects your balance your posture and stability and today we're going to focus on how to strengthen your core and what's the safest ways to do that Let's talk about the core. The core is more than just the six-pack muscles that you think about. The six-pack is made up of a specific muscle called your rectus abdominis. This is the muscle that sits in front of your belly. It's the most superficial muscle. And you can have a six-pack, an eight-pack, or even a 10-pack. And the predominant function of this muscle, of the rectus abdominis muscle, is to flex the spine. And if you're someone who grew up in the 80s and the 90s, you might remember those infomercials And those many different devices on exercising your abs, they're called the ab cruncher or the ab roller or a whole bunch of different machines. And you saw someone lying on their back and kind of rocking forward, building their core muscle. And they're not entirely wrong because the function of the rectus abdominis is to flex the spine. So it kind of made sense. Let's develop a tool or, or equipment to replicate that activity and engage in core strengthening. let's take a minute and think about sit-ups or crunches from a weight loss perspective. If someone out there can do 20 or 30 high quality sit-ups or crunches in a minute, the data suggests that you can burn about four to five calories per minute of doing sit-ups. So remember that one pound is equal to about 3,500 calories. So it would take you 26,000 sit-ups to lose one pound of body fat And just think about that for a second. That's obviously not a great way to lose weight. But the other downside of doing sit-ups is that it it puts a lot of pressure on your spine, specifically the discs of your spine. There's a professor in the 1960s, Dr. Nockamson, who actually studied this and he wanted to look at the difference in pressure inside those discs, inside the jelly donuts between the bones of the spine when you're doing certain activities. So he took his medical students. Obviously, this study would not be able to be performed in today's environment of institutional overview board policies. But nonetheless, back in the 60s, he took his students and he put a needle into one of their discs in the lumbar spine in the lower back and he checked the pressure. So when the student was standing let's call that pressure 100 or equal or neutral, 100% of pressure when the patient is standing. When the student lied down on their back flat, there was almost 75% less pressure on the disc, which makes sense, right? You're offloading the spine. But the most important finding was that when the student sat at a desk, hunched over, or flexed the spine like a sit-up, there was almost three times or 300% more pressure on the disc as though when you're neutral. So in order to strengthen the core, There's got to be better exercises than sit-ups and crunches, because at the end of the day, we don't want you to hurt yourself and put pressure on the spine. So the first area I want to talk about is the muscles of your back. This is called the erector spinae. They're, They're part of a large group of muscles called your paraspinals, and they're called that because they sit alongside your spine, para to the spine. The primary function of this group of muscles, your erector spinae muscles, are to straighten you up or to make you stand erect, to prevent the forces of gravity that are making you fall forward, so you can stand and walk and perform all the activities that you need to do. And a great way to strengthen this muscle is to engage in back bending exercises or back extension. One of these exercises is called the locust pose or superman or superwoman, superhero position. In yoga, they call it shalabhasana. And basically that means backward bending of the spine. And the way this exercise is done is you're lying on your stomach, what we call prone position, kind of face down, your chin and your body's resting on the mat, or you can do it on your bed. And then you essentially raise your upper body off the floor and raise your legs off the floor like you're in a half boat shaped. And that really engages your erector spinae muscles. Now, if that exercise sounds a little bit difficult, a simpler way to engage the erector spinae is with the tabletop or bird dog exercise. This exercise is relatively simple. You can do it at all ages. And the purpose of the exercise is to strengthen your core, strengthen your hips, align your spine, work on posture. And the way this one's done is you begin on all fours, like a tabletop position. Make sure your shoulders and hands are underneath each other. Your spine is neutral, and you really squeeze your shoulder blades backwards, like as though you're holding a pencil or holding something in between your shoulder blades. And you raise one arm off the ground, call it your right arm, and at the same time, you raise the opposite leg straight behind you, so your left leg. You hold that position, you squeeze the glutes, strengthen the erector spinae, release, and then perform the same exercise on the other side. So that covers your lower back muscles, or the erector group. Going back to the rectus abdominis or the six-pack muscle, now this is the most superficial layer of your front abs, but it's really the deep layers of the core that we need to work on in order to improve our core strength, minimize back pain. And these muscles include the external obliques, the internal obliques, and the deepest layer, which is called the transverse abdominis. The transverse abdominis is also known as nature's waist belt. And really the function is to compress the abdominal cavity and transfer all the forces from your arms and legs into your spine. Now think about anything you do in life. You lift something up from the ground, or you're playing sports, like throwing a football or kicking a soccer ball. In order for you to do any of these activities, your transverse abdominis muscle has to activate first. It prepares your body to engage in these activities. And the reason why many people hurt themselves is because this muscle is not strong enough. It's not ready to participate in a new activity or participate in a sports. You know We see a lot of patients come in in the wintertime after shoveling. Because they spend most of the summer and most of the fall either sitting on their couch or being relatively inactive, and all of a sudden they need to go out and shovel. And they start shoveling, their core is not prepared, and all of a sudden they herniate a disc and develop sciatica and a whole bunch of symptoms, all because the transverse abdominis was not ready. One way to appreciate the function of this muscle, even while you're sitting here listening to me, is to suck your belly button towards your spine. Pretend that you're about to get punched in the stomach. Just right now, do it for a second. Pretend you're about to get punched in the stomach. What happens? You brace for impact. You squeeze that deep core muscle, and this is your transverse abdominis muscle doing that work. And you can't really have a conversation about core and the transverse abdominis without talking about planks. And I love planks. I think planks are a great exercise to strengthen deep core. They don't put much pressure on your spine. My mom does planks. She's in her early 70s. I saw her this past weekend, and she's doing a two-minute plank every day. And the reason why planks are an ideal exercise is because they engage all of the core muscles, not just the deep core like your abdominis, but also your rectus, which is the superficial, and also your glutes and your lower back and your hamstrings. And when you strengthen all of these muscle groups, you'll be able to lift heavier objects, you'll improve your performance in sports, you'll improve your posture. And the way a traditional plank is done is essentially to get up in a push-up position. You have your hands underneath your shoulders, your elbows are straight, your glutes are engaged, your core is tight, you hold your belly muscles, and this is a plank. You can modify that to some extent. If you want to get a little more challenging, you can do a low plank, which is essentially instead of being on your hands, you can go down to your elbows. Uh, You can do a modified plank if a traditional plank is too strenuous on your joints and go onto your knees instead of your toes. But some of the benefits of doing planks are not just building core muscles. As I mentioned earlier, it decreases your risk of back injury. By performing planks on a regular basis, you're going to build muscles that offload your spine. A great benefit is that it actually increases your metabolism. By strengthening all of the muscles of your abdomen, more so than crunches or sit-ups can do, you'll burn more energy even when you're sedentary. Posture can improve. And as we know, improving posture is very important during this COVID era. By sitting on our desk, our shoulders are forward and, and hunched. Flexibility is a key benefit of doing planks regularly. You get stretch in your hamstrings and the arches of your feet and your toes. And one of the silent benefits of doing planks is improved mood. And this is because planks exercise and stretch out a lot of muscle groups in your body that contribute to stress and tension. So, a whole host of reasons to include planks in your everyday workout. So, to review the basic three exercises to strengthen your core one, the erector spinae which are the lotus position or superhero, doing tabletops, which will also strengthen your, your glutes and your back muscles, and then planks, which will engage your deep core muscles, your transverse abdominus, along with your rectus abdominis, glutes, and other muscles of the core. So now that you have all the tools to show off this six-pack and get ready for beach season, part one, we focused on a healthy diet rich in protein and fibrous carbs. Part two, We talked about how high intensity interval training and both low intensity cardio have benefits to your overall health, but my bias is still towards high intensity training due to the benefits of increased metabolism and afterburn. And today we talk about how to safely exercise your core, keep your back and spine healthy, and show off that six pack. Now there's many, many people out there that have a six pack and have really weak core, and conversely, patients who may not have a six pack and have a strong core. It's all about function, not about show. So I hope this three-part series on the science behind six-pack abs was helpful. And thank you for tuning in to The Backstory. I wish you luck on your six-pack journey. And remember, when it comes to your health and wellness, we here at The Backstory, we've got your back. Thank you, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot